Oh my goodness. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to my podcast. This is Jesse Treff in the raw. Da 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 da. Jesse Treff. That is my jingle. I made it up. I can't stop doing it. It's just part of Jesse Treff, part of this podcast. Sing it to yourself whenever you want. Just. Da 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 da, Jesse Treff. It's just the way it is. So, what's up, people? Welcome. Welcome back. If this is your first time, if you listen to every episode, I'm just glad that you are here. And I am excited today because we are going to talk about the chakras. I don't know how much content we're going to be able to get through today because I am literally starting from the beginning of what chakras are because I feel like they're kind of coming into the media a little bit, into the entertainment stuff that we're watching. I mean, they've always been there, but I feel like they're kind of dropping in on a little bit more of a regular basis into society and I think that it's causing a little bit of curiosity on what they are, where they came from. Are they real? What do they do? Uh, Should I be caring about them? So I'm going to start to uncover that a little bit and try to make it easy for you to begin to grasp what chakras are and if you need to do anything about that. Because I love chakras and working with them and learning about them has helped me a lot in my personal growth and my physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual life, all the levels. So anyway, first, let's do a couple updates on Jesse Triff. I am Jessica Triffoletti and my... Uh, personal brand, Jesse Triff, is just what I do. I do this podcast, YouTube, Instagram. It's still taking shape, though. I started at the beginning of this year of 2023. I started on January 1st working on this personal brand, learning what I'm bringing to you, learning what my channels are, learning what it is that I can teach you or show you or do for you. Um, And for myself, too. So this is still taking shape. So I like to give some updates at the beginning of the podcast sometimes to just have you along with my journey to see what's going on. So for updates today is I my store is up. I made an update about that. I have an eBay store that's up and running now. Pretty much it just has jewelry on it for now, which is gemstones, upcycled pieces. I have some really cool quartz crystal stuff on there. And um, my watercolor paintings are going up this week. That makes it sound like I have a lot of paintings. I literally have, I think, seven that I will be listing. (laughs) But it'll feel good to get them up there. And then also, really exciting, I have never done any market like a vendor showing up with my stuff, sitting there, seeing if people want to buy the things that I've made. I've never done that. But I love going to them and shopping at them and seeing the people that make the items. So there's a little market called the Spring Market at the Miami Beach Botanical Gardens. 
at the end of April. And I love the botanical gardens. I have gone to yoga, new moon rituals there. I've gone to Tai Chi a few times. Sometimes I even just sneak in there in the morning and go to the back Zen garden area and just sit there and just breathe and look at the grass and see how many butterflies um, (laughs) I can count. So I'm really excited. I emailed them and let them know what it is that I have to sell. And I am waiting to hear back if that is something that they would like at their market. So I may be having my first market. I may be showing up as a vendor for the very first time. So that is very exciting. And if I do do that, then I need to get my tush moving and making more things. So number two, my YouTube is taking shape. My YouTube, if any of you have watched it, I am so grateful for you watching my videos. But I do want to just acknowledge that throughout the process of making these YouTube videos, Uh, It has been a learning process of understanding what is the topic, what is the content that I cover? What is it that I talk about? How long are my videos? How many graphics do I use? Uh, What am I teaching or am I talking? Is it entertainment or is it education? So throughout this process, my YouTube has been kind of a little bit all over the place, but I'm slowly starting to take shape. So I just wanted to touch on that so that everyone understands that my YouTube is still a work in progress. And am I telling that to you or am I telling that to myself? Maybe I'm telling that to myself more than I'm telling you. So anyway, thank you for listening so that I could tell that to myself. Also, the third thing is that I am doing coaching sessions, life, health, wellness, coaching. Don't really know what the niche that I'm doing with that is yet. Um, But I have been working with my first client Yes, this is a new thing. I have been working with my first client and she is making like amazing progress. And I am starting to understand how proud a coach can feel of their for their coach E or whatever for their client. It's amazing. And I am learning what being a coach is like in the real thing. And I love it. I love supporting people on their journey because honestly you already have all the answers you already know everything that you need to know but having somebody to help you lift the cover move the things around inside so that you can find the answers that you're looking for helps so much and i love to be that person that helps you understand what needs to be moved around what needs to be pulled out what needs to have effort put into it highlighting things and it's really an honor to be that person for like I mean I've done it for one person maybe more than that considering that I have coached massage clients but really officially only one person and it's been amazing so (laughs) I want to keep going I'm offering six weeks of life coaching to one person for twenty dollars I keep forgetting to mention that Uh, my first client uh, I didn't charge my second client I'm going to charge twenty dollars and it's limited to six sessions. So if anyone would be interested in coaching for $20 a session for six sessions, um, just email me and let me know. And I know it can be kind of like, uh, really intimidating. What am I coaching on? What in the world is this? But we could talk about it. So if you're interested, email me. We can get on the phone, talk for half an hour about what it would look like, what it is, and see if it's something that you would really legit want to do. So, and then also... 
this is weird, but I'm considering starting to massage again. Yeah, I don't know what's up with this, but I have been starting to think, oh, I really want to give massage in like a total healing capacity. Like I don't want to work on just the physical body anymore. I want to have somebody come to me to get a massage and work on their emotional body connection. So this is all kind of like in the works. I don't really know if I'm going to do that. And if I do do that, I believe I would do one healing session per week, like just on the weekend, like one or maybe two healing massage sessions in a week. And I would really limit it because I really do want to help people heal. And so much is held in our bodies. And I love massaging, but I don't want to do it for my job. So I don't know what's going to go on with that. So that's kind of interesting. And then the last update is for Steve, my husband. He now has an ebook available. Uh, we worked our butts off getting the formatting all correct and everything because Steven loves everything to look like really professional, which I totally respect. So it was just kind of like indents and type, not even typos, but indents, like incorrect spaces. So we worked for like hours on correcting these spaces. So anyway, he has an ebook available on Barnes & Noble now in addition to his print book. And um, I'm spacing because I'm like, is this whole podcast my updates? <laughs> but anyway, uh, and it's $12.50. So if anybody would like to read Steve's book, but they really don't feel like ordering a print copy and sitting with a print copy, but you want to read his book and you want to support him, the ebook is $12.50 and you can find it on barnesandnoble.com. So anyway, those are all the updates for Jesse Triff and a little bit of the muscle code. So there are all of our updates and I am so thankful that you listened to all of that and I'm so grateful that you're part of my community and it really makes me feel like really excited. So let's get into the content. Okay, so the chakra system. Let's start at the very, very baby beginning. Let's say you have never heard about the chakra system. Okay, Jess, I have never heard about the chakra system. What is this? Okay, well, the chakra system is pretty old. It originated in India like 2,300 years ago, like between 1,500 and 500 B.C. So it's been around for a really, really long time. And if you've ever seen like a graphic of a human body and it has like seven circles going down the spine like from the head down to the bottom of the spine and you've seen like those circles those are the chakras and there are normally on those pictures that you might see there are normally seven the second most popular thing is maybe there will be five or six um, but but the way we are going to talk about it and I am going to talk about it, I work with the seven chakras. No matter how many chakras you work with, there's actually a lot more chakras than just those seven. They say there's up to 114, possibly more chakras. Do I know about all of those? No, I have not dug into that, but it's kind of like the seven chakras that are the main ones have the most activity because what, why is there a chakra? What is a chakra? And just sticking in with the origination. So you have the chakra, 
And a chakra is where a whole bunch of channels cross, like a whole bunch of activity channels, like roads in the body that have these jobs that they're doing. They're going all over the body and they'll cross. And where a lot cross, that creates a chakra because there's a lot of activity there. So all of those up to 114 chakras are where some channels cross and where a ton of channels cross. Those are the seven because there is so much activity going on there. The channels that cross, they're actually called nadis, but I don't give you want to give you a whole bunch of words to learn or to keep up with. So I'll always just call them channels for now. So the seven chakras are areas where there's a whole bunch of activity going on. And the all of this chakra information and wisdom, I told you how long ago it was gathered or discovered or started being worked with, but it some people wonder, oh, what religion is this? So if you were to assign chakras to a religion, it would be the Hindu religion in India from their scriptures, the Upanishads. Does it need to be related to a religion? Like if you work with your chakras, does that mean that you're practicing the Hindu religion? In my opinion, definitely not. There is way more going on in any religion than there is with working with an ancient wisdom. That's in my opinion. This is like a medicine. This is like a subtle body science, in my opinion. So let's say with the chakras, okay, if I put all of that like energy stuff to the side, like all of these energy channels crossing and all of this stuff that I can't is way too much for my brain to handle. If I put that aside, can you tell me like what in the world chakras are in a way that I can understand that maybe is talking a little bit more in a science Western kind of way where I can actually accept that this possibly could be real? <laughs> Sure. (laughs) So I hear you. Sometimes it's hard for us to even begin to imagine working with something that we can't put into words that our doctors have told us or that we've learned in school. So let's talk about it like this. So when you think about your body, you have a lot of different body systems. We've talked about this before. So you have the muscular system. Yeah, you can feel the muscular system. Like you pump some iron, you can feel your muscles, you work out, you can feel your muscles, you can feel that. Uh, Your circulatory system, you cut your finger, um, you're going to see blood. Like that's your circulatory system so that you have proof. Okay, yeah, I I have a circulatory system. I see blood. I can feel my heart pumping, yeah. Um, And then let's say you have your skeletal system, you feel your bones, you know you wouldn't be able to stand if you didn't have any bones. And then what about if we move on to the nervous system? So can you, do you, are you tuned in with your nervous system? Like, can you feel your nervous system? This is where for a lot of us, it starts to get a little elusive, like a little bit harder to pin down, a little bit more out there, like, 
huh? What's our nervous system? Now, some of us are starting to get really in tune with our nervous system. We can see right, right when we're starting to go into fight or flight, or we can see right when we're starting to have like an anxiety reflex, or we can see where our nervous system is coming in and making things a little bit more complicated than it needs to, and it needs a little TLC. Some of us are starting to really tune in to our nervous system, but a lot of us are still sitting in this place where we don't really have a sense of connection to our nervous system. We don't really understand what our nervous system is really being in charge of in our body. Like what exactly? So it starts to get a little vague. And I'm not going to dig into that right now, but I totally love learning about the nervous system and I've been getting more in touch with mine. And if you are with yours, I commend you. It's not always the easiest thing to do. So keep going. But so the nervous system is where it starts to get a little elusive. Okay. So now what about the endocrine system? Can you feel when your endocrine glands, like your adrenals, can you feel when they pump out adrenaline? Can you feel when your hypothalamus pumps out a hormone? Can you feel when your body pumps out some type of hormone? I can't. My body just does it automatically. But I feel the effects of that hormone in my body. Like if it's adrenaline, then I feel the effects. I get a lot of energy. Or if it's serotonin and it pump, my brain pumps out some serotonin, I feel happy. I feel really good. So that is kind of leading into what I'm trying to get you to feel is that some of our body systems are very subtle. We don't feel them as much. We don't always have something to look at or feel and be like, oh yeah, that's my uh, endocrine system. Oh yeah, that's my nervous system. Oh yeah, that's my chakra system. And so if we see the chakra system as a body system, this is what I would say. The chakra system overlaps where there are nerve plexus, nerve plexi is maybe how you would say that, where there's a lot of neurological activity going on, it overlaps where a chakra would be. Also, some main organs, like the heart chakra overlaps where the heart is, and how much activity is there going on where the heart is. There's tons of activity. So there's a lot of different body systems overlapping where the heart chakra is. And then you every... There is some theory that every chakra relates to an endocrine gland, like one of your glands that secretes hormones. So, and some, this is true, maybe not true, but it sure makes a whole lot of sense that every chakra could be governed or related to one of the endocrine glands because there's seven main of both. So, I find that extremely interesting. So there are a lot of ways where our body systems can be very supportive of there being a chakra system. So, but can I feel my chakra system? Like you're telling me all this. You're kind of telling me, you're kind of like kind of explaining how the chakra system could be real in my body. But can I feel it? Like, what is this about balancing chakras? What is this about? Can I feel my chakras? Or am I just imagining that there's these balls of color on my body? Yeah, you can feel chakras. 
You can feel them, but it's extremely subtle. They are part of your subtle body. You have your physical body, and then you have your body that is more of energetic. So depending on how in tune with your body are, depending on how in tune you are with your body, that will determine how much you can pick up on the very subtle, gentle sensations of your various chakra points. Just to get it out of the way in case you're kind of wondering this, what do, what do they feel like? Because that, I feel, is a question that a lot of us have, is just what do they feel like? And it's different for everyone, first of all, because you're going to interpret a sensation in your body, in your energy body, in your body, in a specific way. Number two, um, every chakra has a little bit, in my experience, has a little bit of a different sensation. So it's not like every single chakra is going to feel like a pulsation when it's healthy too because they have different sensations when they're balanced and when they're unbalanced, when they're open, when they're closed. They have different sensations. And we're not going to get into that today because really, honestly, we're pretty close to kind of finishing this episode. But I'm going to go over a little bit just because I feel like this is kind of fun digging into this information and I want to give you a little bit more. And we spent a lot of time with updates before. So so I'm not going to get into any more what they feel like. I want to give you a little bit. I want to go through really quickly what the chakras are. Like I'm going to list them throughout the body. So that's a little bit about the chakras. And what is the purpose of the chakras? Well, the purpose of working with the chakras or the chakras in your body is balancing the energy, balancing the vibration, the resonance, the emotion. I feel it balances the emotional, subtle body quite a lot. And the mental body, it kind of creates this, as you work on your chakras, as your chakras balance, as they solidify, as they feed off each other and they learn how you to work the energy in your body, it creates a feeling of empowerment and protection, um, knowing that you are governing your physical body and yourself in a healthy um, and powerful way. And you can practice chakras, in my opinion, um, because I, I respect people and, and their their spiritual practices. I respect the religions and spiritual practices that anyone does. So that's why I drop in notes here sometimes. I feel that um, chakras can be practiced within any religion because God gave us these bodies. God made our bodies. And we are from cells from nothing and the way our bodies grew, the way our bodies were made, the way we have our energy bodies and our spirits was intentionally made this way by our creator. So no matter what religion we practice, I feel that working with the chakra system or any kind of ancient wisdom that was given to us, it can bring us closer to God because everything is a gift from God. Um, if you want to say it that way or if you want to say it in a different religion. And that's just my opinion. So I just like 
to drop that because I don't like when we judge ourselves. So, and I and I say that because I have judged myself a lot and I know that it can kind of create a barrier. But anyway, so back to the chakras. Okay, so let's run through these really quick just because I want to start to plant some seeds in you knowing where your chakras are and what they do or are called. So number one, first you have your root chakra, which is at the very, 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 very end of your spine. It is like you have your sacrum that's kind of like that triangle bone at the end of your spine. I don't know how much you know about the body, but I'm going to tell you this anyway. It's kind of the triangle bone that's at the end of your spine that if you put your hand on your back, it's kind of almost in the shape of your hand. But then at the very end of your sacrum, the end of that triangle that's pointing down, you have even a little bit more bone and it's called the coccyx. It's a little bit more bone. It's almost like a little tail. If you've ever heard anybody say like that, they have heard humans can have a tail. Is this the coccyx actually put, pushing out the other way? So anyway, the root chakra is at the very, very end of the coccyx. And it's like a glowing um, ball of energy. It is our very, very bottom chakra. So it has the most grounded pull down kind of energy and it's in my philosophy it's what connects us to the earth it's what pulls us down with gravity it's what keeps us grounded and we've talked about being grounded in the past and that's your root chakra so it's about being grounded of being at the base of the spine being connected to the earth stability um belonging, an innate sense of knowing that you belong here on this earth. That is your root chakra. And the color given to the root chakra is red or even brown, like that real rust, deep red brown color. And it relates to like our primal needs, like we need food, we need sleep, we need... Uh, to survive. It's our sense of security. And the, I like, I'm going to point out the endocrine gland that these are most related to, just like as like a drop in. Um, and this is thought to relate to the adrenal glands. So, because it's like survival. So then you have the sacral chakra. And yeah, this one is the sexual chakra. This is the one that. Um, people will joke about like, oh, that's your Seiko chakra. Like if you've ever seen, did you see Glass Onion, the awesome like um, whodunit uh, detective movie called Glass Onion? I loved it. It was the sequel to Knives Out. And the guy, Miles, makes a bracelet for everyone for their room and he assigns them all a chakra. And Birdie, who's like the sexiest one, she gets the... um, the uh, sexual chakra. I mean, the <laughs> the sacral chakra. And she's like, of course, sacral. And I'm going to do my YouTube on that this week of the who I think each person in uh, the glass onion, who, who, what chakra I think each person got because that's so fun. Okay. The sacral chakra color that it is given is orange. And this chakra is like right below your belly button and it 
feels like sex. It, it'll feel like sexual energy or even just like a fire sense, like a sense of a feeling of aliveness there. And this chakra deals a lot with your emotions and your feelings and that sense of creation. And it's your reproductive organs and your, as far as the uh, endocrine system, it is your reproductive organs like the testes and the ovaries. And it's emotions, feelings, those waters. And then also creativity and making things and feeling ideas and a sense of like that fertile ground. That is the sacral chakra. And then you have the solar plexus chakra. And the solar plexus chakra is like, you feel your ribs and you feel that soft spot like right at the top of your ribs. It's like two inches above your belly button, but it's like right in between that V of your ribs. That's where your diaphragm is. And your diaphragm moves a lot when you breathe in and breathe out. It's like the main worker with the breathing. And it's a muscle, the diaphragm. And the solar plexus is like right in that general area where there's all that breathing going on. And it's like where your abs are usual are often very strong. And it's like <sighs> breathing in and out, getting in, move. And that's exactly what it is. It's like moving in and out of the world. The solar plexus chakra is like your self-esteem, your willpower, your energy to move into the world and do something it like the solar plexus chakra is like it moves the energy out from the beginning of the chakras you've been moving up through the root and moving up through the sexual the sacral chakra and then you're moving up to the solar plexus and when you get to the solar plexus your energy starts to actually move out as well moving out into the world and the solar plexus is related to the pancreas gland, which produces insulin and is related to blood sugar levels in the body, which plays a big part in the digestion process, transforming food into energy and managing sugar levels and the energy in the body. And that all kind of relates to metabolism and movement in the world. So, and the color for the solar plexus chakra is yellow. And let's see, then we have, after the solar plexus chakra, we have the heart chakra. And the heart chakra is absolutely beautiful. And uh, it is given the color green. And it is all about love and healing and forgiveness and on not on just I love everyone level it is about love and trust and forgiveness to yourself too not only to others but to yourself to the entire world uh the heart chakra is a feeling of openness and acceptance to all of humanity and the earth and nature. And it's that whole feeling of, I love me, I love you, I accept myself, I accept you, I am open to 
receive. I am, but I am also safe. It's the whole, it, it's all that. <laughs> and the endocrine gland it is related to is the thymus, which plays a role in immunity and healthy aging and producing blood cells that help to fight disease and illness. And that all helps us to be healthy and it helps us to have longevity and well-being. And when we're healthy and we feel good inside our body and ourselves, we can express love towards ourselves and others, which even if we're not feeling good, we can do that. But it is more powerful when we feel good inside our bodies and our health and, and our when we feel good inside our bodies. So the endocrine glands that the heart is related to is the thymus gland, which has a lot to do with us feeling good in our bodies. And where it's located, of course, it's located in the center of your chest, like where your heart is, but it's almost like it's 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 inside your heart. And it's like a special glowing place inside your chest where your ribs will open. And we'll talk in the future about what a closed or a unbalanced or an overactive chakra feels like in your body, but I'm just going to give you one little example here so you can cuz I have experienced this. When you're like let's say your heart chakra is closed or guarded, you will feel effects in your body like your arms will be close by your sides or clo- closed into your into your uh, like your armpits will be flexed and you'll hold your arms close to your side. So things like that. So if you have a heart chakra or you have a chakra that's in a different kind of uh, either closed or open or underbalanced, overbalanced, it'll have different body effects that you will experience that can give you cues or tips on what shock, what's going on in the chakras. So we're almost done. So that's the heart chakra. And then as you move up from the heart chakra, you have the throat chakra. And the throat chakra color that is given is blue, like a classic blue. And the throat chakra governs communication and expression and also how you receive the communication and expression from others. It's the way you use your voice. It's the way you show up in the world. Like when people say, just be yourself, that your throat chakra is what allows you to be yourself and to know who yourself is and to express yourself as yourself and also to be able to actively listen to other people and show up for them. Uh, It's a lot to do with all of that. And a lot of speaking, a lot of hearing, any speaking hearing is the throat chakra. And you may not be surprised to hear that the endocrine gland that the throat chakra is related to is the thyroid gland. And the thyroid gland is that gland that is shaped like a butterfly and it is actually in your throat. And the thyroid gland is responsible for regulating the body's metabolism, controlling some of the heart and muscle and digestive function. It has a lot to do with every, almost every single body system and also the growth and development of our body. So it is a big boss and that relates to the role that the throat chakra plays in our life. So all the chakras are 
obviously extremely important in our functioning in life, but there is something about the throat chakra that really just blasts through our life and it will affect like all the different areas of our life when we shift from healthy to unhealthy or unhealthy to healthy it will really have a ripple effect just like the thyroid gland governs governs so much in the body what does the throat chakra feel like well the throat chakra um have you ever felt your throat was really closed or you are swallowing a lot or it feels just really tight or maybe you felt like kind of like a vibration in your throat or it's felt kind of buzzy so your throat chakra may feel like that um, but it is located just like anywhere in your throat and kind of like down a little bit too like your throat but also like down into like above the uh, clavicles, those like chest bones on the top. So then after the throat chakra, you have the third eye chakra. And when we get into these last two chakras, these are more of the uh, advanced chakras. Like the throat down is, I feel it's like the physical body, movement in the world, kind of things that you can see effects on the outside as you move through the world. Um, But then as we get into these last two, these are kind of more in my definition or interpretation, um, a connection to the higher realms, a connection to God's inspiration, wisdom, the universe's ancient teachings. I feel like as you get into these top two, they're a lot more elusive, but super powerful in making the other chakras function really well and also making our life super profound and joyful and full of meaning. So the third eye chakra is indigo blue, which is like a deep purple. So the third eye chakra is your awareness, your intuition, your thought. It is kind of like imagination. It is the stories we attach to things. And uh, Um, It is like clear seeing and working on being able to see through illusions that maybe others have led us into or that illusions that we have created ourselves. It is like thought, imagination, inspiration, clear seeing, And it is also called the mind's eye. So it's the third eye chakra. It's also called the mind's eye. And it manages a lot of our sensory perception, though, in the body. So how we interpret things that we come in contact with with our senses, how we interpret them. It has a lot to do with our subconscious mind as well as managing all the rest of the chakras in our body. It's located in between your eyebrows. So if your eyebrows continued and they became one eyebrow, it would be like right in the middle of that. It's like right in the middle of your... Like if you've ever seen um, in India and some of the Hindu practices, they'll put that beautiful little red sticker right in the middle of their eyebrow. I actually have some of those stickers. (laughs) I love them. So that goes right, that's where your third eye is. 
And the endocrine gland that the third eye relates to is the pituitary gland. And the pituitary gland is known as the master gland of the endocrine system. And it really does regulate the entire system. And it controls sexual function, stress, energy levels, blood pressure, growth. So the pituitary gland slash the third eye do a lot of background work. So that is the third eye. And then the very last chakra in your chakra main seven chakra system as you're going up is the crown chakra, which sits at the very top of your head. And its color is like a lighter purple. It can be anywhere, any light purple. I've seen it from like a rich mauve purple to like a violet purple. So I mean, purple is a really beautiful color. And the crown chakra is like the connection to the divine. And the crown chakra, um, it's like your spirituality. It sits above the head and it's like a gateway. It's like a gateway to the energy of the universe. Or it's a passageway to connecting to your higher self. It's an energy of connection and spirituality and clarity. And it's kind of like... As you're doing, if you're doing a meditation, you'll start with your root chakra to ground down into the earth in this, in this plane and connect to gravity to hold you. But then you can, you will open your crown chakra like a flower to feel, to connect with God, to connect with the universe, to open up to ancient wisdoms, to really feel all of the presence of all that juicy, beautiful goodness that makes us be a possible that we're here. <laughs> so the endocrine gland that the crown chakra is thought to relate to is the pineal gland, which is located in the brain above the hypothalamus. And it's a light sensitive gland that produces the melatonin hormone to sleep. So the gland that the crown chakra is thought to relate to is the gland that is sensitive to light, which I think is a really beautiful thing. And it also is the gland that helps us to be able to sleep, which when we sleep, we dream. And when uh, we sleep, we recover. It's Sleep is like kind of magical, in my opinion. So it's kind of really neat that the gland that the crown chakra relates to is the one that puts us into that beautiful dreamy uh, dream world. So those are all the chakras. You have the root chakra at the base of your spine. You have the sacral chakra right below your belly button. Then you have the solar plexus chakra that is in between the very bottom of your ribs and that little soft spot there. And then you have your heart chakra in the center of your chest. And then you have your throat chakra in your throat. Then you have your third eye chakra in between your eyebrows and your crown chakra at the very top. And we will stop there for today. That's just a little little dive into what chakras are, where they are in your body. I don't, uh, you know, and take this information the way that you're going to take it and apply it how you want to apply it if you want to apply it at all. Otherwise, you're learning about what the chakras are and what the whole deal is. So that is all for today. Thank you so much for hanging out with me and listening to uh, all of this fun, beautiful information. And I would love to hear from you. I am most active on Instagram. So if you 
would either share this episode on Instagram or jump on Instagram and leave me a comment and let me know like which chakra is your favorite, like which one did you find the most interesting or which one did you find the most confusing because sometimes that's an interesting thing about which one we find so elusive and confusing. So uh, come on Instagram and come say hello and tell me a little bit about which chakra you found the most interesting or the most confusing. And uh, I, depending on how you guys like this information, I may keep coming with more in the chakras because this kind of seems like maybe where this is headed. So have a great week, everyone. It is Monday here. I have my cacao that I have been sipping on in the midst of making this episode. And now I'm going to edit this beast and get it out to you. So (laughs) have a great week. It is the final week of March. And then we will be in April, which I love March and April. I love springtime. And... I'm enjoying the very last little bit of cool weather that we have here in Miami Beach before it gets to be the summertime. And I'm really hoping and praying that I get to go up to Wisconsin and visit my family for a longer period of time this summer. But life is a little crazy. My husband and I are changing apartments. We don't know what in the world is going on. And we're just riding the ride of faith and trust and believing in miracles. That And we both know that everything is going to work out amazing. So I love when the the ride of life gets a little wild because I love to just like practice stress management and believing, like I said, believing in miracles. Always believe in miracles. Every day, wake up and say to yourself, wow, I am so stinking amazing and I am so loved. And you know what? Miracles happen to me. Miracles happen to me every day day. Every day I get a miracle. When I go outside, when I go do the things I need to do, miracles happen to me. Little miracles, big miracles. Wow, I am so blessed. I am so freaking amazing. Okay, guys, have a great week. I will talk to you next Monday. I love you all. Ciao.